Welcome, welcome. This is Cassandra Austin McDonald with the Grow Through It podcast, where I share my personal life experiences and the stories of others who have grown through life's ups and downs and came out on the other side. Listen in as you may become inspired to evolve into the best version of yourself. Welcome back for another episode on the Grow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. And today I want to share with you all my journey in owning my femininity, sensuality, sexuality, and all the things as it pertains to being me. And there was a journey that I embarked upon several years ago to actually get to this space that I'm in now. And what prompted me and inspired me to share this with you all is an article that I saw trending on social media last week with a well-known artist, Sammy, talking about practicing abstinence. And it really caused me to reflect on my own journey when I decided to practice abstinence. And the perspective I wanna share with you all is one of, I was not practicing abstinence due to religious beliefs, as I hear many women talk about, and that's totally fine if that's your journey and those are your beliefs. However, I had a different approach and a different reason, and I wanted to share that with you all, because here on the Grow Through It podcast, I believe that growing through various situations and journeys in life and getting to the other side is important stories to share. And I was just thinking and reflecting this weekend how I haven't shared parts of myself with my community, with the world. And I am getting to a place where I am opening myself up to share more of those parts of me because I refuse to be shamed into silence. So I hope this inspires someone and encourages someone. And if not, that's okay too. But I'm going to speak my truth anyway. (laughs) So with that being said, I'm just going to jump right in. So my journey with deciding to practice abstinence really began as a result of my sexual behaviors in relationships and with partners. I actually had a very unhealthy relationship with sex. And that was due to the trauma and exposure I received growing up as it pertains to sex. Now, if you are 18 years of age and younger, you should be with an adult to hear this information. You should not be listening to this information by yourself. I will do my best to see if there's a way to censor to ensure that this information is not getting across to people who are underage because I know some parents prefer their children not to hear these conversations. So I'm saying this as a disclaimer (laughs) and a censor warning that I may talk about some things that you may not want your children to listen to. Okay, so you've been forewarned. So with that being said, my journey of having an unhealthy relationship with sex began growing up. 
Uh, as many of you who have been following me for any length of time, and if you read my first book, Unclothed, Memoir of a Naked Soul, you may recall that I shared being exposed and also being violated growing up. And then I also experienced other forms of violations as I got older uh, as it pertains to sex. So really my exposure to sex began in the home first. And I recall there being porn magazines uh, in this bathroom cabinet that uh, I believe were my father's and they were very accessible to us. And I recall that was kind of when I started seeing the visuals. And then my parents were very vulgar when they would have sex with each other to you could hear it and so lots of exposure there uh, and I'm saying exposure because there were no conversations had with I don't know about my sisters I can only speak for myself no one was having conversations with me about sex and what it is and what it's not and what's healthy and boundaries and and as a woman you know, being secure in your sexuality and sensuality. No one was having those conversations with me. So I was, I was left to my own vices to figure it out on my own. And then on that, on top of that, um, experienced, uh, molestations by older cousins who were both a male and a female. So I had these exposures and experiences growing up that created a, a very unhealthy relationship for myself as it pertains to sex, okay? On top of that, I was also uh, a tomboy growing up. And many of you may or may not know, but I, I went through a season where I solely dated women after me and my son's father no longer worked out. But what people don't know is I actually was having conversations with other women in a non-platonic way before I even met my son's father when I was still in high school. So a lot of people made the assumption that I was dating women because I was bitter against men and it had nothing to do with that. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, you know, before I even experienced the violations, against uh, the older cousins. I was a tomboy. I remember being uh, very young and not really interested in playing with Barbie dolls. I was more so interested in playing with boys in the neighborhood, racing the boys, trying to be just as good as or better than the boys as it pertained to sports or video games and wanting to play with G.I. Joes and Ninja Turtles, like the more masculine, type of uh, toys. And so I, I always had that part inside to me. And I remember being young and having an attraction to girls and women, and I didn't even know where that was coming from. And I felt weird for it. I felt um, embarrassed by it. And so I didn't really begin to explore it until when I was probably around 16, 17 years old, when I left Springfield to go live with my aunt and her partner or her roommate rather in Indiana. And so I 
that's when I began to explore. And I, I don't know if y'all remember, y'all remember Black Planet? That's, that's when I, that's when it started. I was on Black Planet and I would find these, um, these groups and I would begin talking to other, I guess at the time it was girls. It wasn't women because I was still a teenager. So, and it, and that's when I remember I felt, oh, there's other people out there like me. And I felt less shame and I felt less, less guilt about it. And eventually, you know, went to college and met my son's father. And, and so things kind of were history from there, but I also had dated boys. So I'm not, I'm sharing this. This probably sounds like I'm talking in circles, but I'm sharing this to kind of give some context about my own background. Okay. So fast forward to several years ago, I got to a point in my journey where I had been on my healing journey and I decided that I needed to start working on my relationship with people, my boundaries, and my relationship with sex. Because I used to have sex with people even if I didn't want to because of the trauma. Um, it was a way of people pleasing. It was a way of trying to get acceptance. <clears throat> you guys are going to have to excuse my voice. For some reason, it sounds really raspy today. Um, so I don't know. Let me drink some water. <laughs> Y'all are getting like real life. So I used to feel, um, like there was a time to where I was wanting to have sex as a way of taking my power back, if you will, to kind of feel the control was mine again because there was a part of time where there wasn't. Um, as I grew older and I had no boundaries, uh, when I was a teenager and in college before I met my son's dad, uh, I was raped on two different occasions and again, being in risky situations, not be, being very cognizant, um, very naive and was in situations where I was unable to protect myself. Very dangerous. So because of those situations, I started to use sex almost as a weapon if you will, for like trying to take my power back and like having sex because I wanted to feel like I was, um, I was deciding like, oh, it's my choice. I'm doing this because it's my choice. And it was kind of twofold. Like I said before, you know, I also would have sex when I didn't want to, you know, a, a lot of trauma survivors, I've heard many stories of women who have experienced the same thing. And when I decided to practice abstinence, you know, it wasn't because of this whole religious ideology of I'm going to go to hell because I'm having, I'm committing fornication and I'm having sex before marriage. You know, I, yes, I grew up with those beliefs and I felt like, uh, I felt like the choices I was making were not responsible and were not safe for me in many ways. Thank God. Uh, 
physically, there's never been anything wrong with me and I'm safe with no illnesses or diseases or anything like that by the grace of God, thank God, because I did put myself in risky situations. However, when I made the decision to practice abstinence, it was really because I wanted, to, for one, to discipline myself as it pertains to having sex. And for two, I wanted to kind of explore my own beliefs as it came to sex and why was I doing it? And was I doing it with someone who was just this fleeting person passing through my life? Or did I really feel a genuine connection with them? Uh, so I, for me, it was much deeper than this act of sin. It was so much deeper than that. It was about getting to the root of why am I doing this and then healing that so that I don't put myself in those situations again. And so as a result, what ended up happening is I, I, I embarked on this deeper journey of self-discovery and I reclaimed my power, but not in a way of using sex as a tool to reclaim my power, but in a way of <clears throat> really exercising my right to say no when I really felt the inside that I wanted to say no and really saying yes when I wanted to say yes. Um, and knowing within myself what both of those look like for me, because especially as women, oftentimes we may say, yes, when we really want to say no. And the opposite is also true where we may say no, when we want to say yes. And so I was really trying to just have a deeper, more connected relationship with myself and to explore who I was on a deeper level. I wanted to own my sensuality. I wanted to see what do I like and not make it about pleasing someone else but discovering what is it that I like and to really just not give my body away to any and everybody as an act of seeking love, validation or approval, but rather out of genuine connection and desire. And so a lot of you don't know this journey actually, because I talked about it at the end of my book, unclothed memoir of a naked soul. However, when I met the mister, <laughs> I was still practicing abstinence. And I actually, I recall I was sharing with him when we, you know, started dating and I, and kind of, you know, I shared very early on with him, like, Hey, I'm on this journey. I'm not, I'm not going to be having sex with you right now. Like I'm just, I'm on this journey. And he was totally cool. He's like, I respect that. And that was the first time that I felt heard, not on a surface level heard, but on a deep connected level heard. And it's funny because it made me actually want him even more. And I remember there were times where I tried to throw myself at him. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I respect you. He said, you know, I honor what you, your commitment, and I don't want to do this until I feel you genuinely are ready, not because um, of whatever reason. And so it just, it made me fall in love with him on a deeper level because he really understood why I was doing what I was doing. And he was 
so connected to me that even when I was throwing myself at him, he knew I was not ready, that I was just probably doing it because it was like, oh, you told me no, now that makes me want you type of thing. Some weird dichotomy there. We'll dissect that another day. However, it made me realize in dating the mister that my voice matters, my choice matters, my no matters, my yes matters, and to stay true to thine own self, you know? And I, that's why I, I love and respect him so much because he loved and respected me first, you know, when I set that boundary in the beginning. And he wasn't intimidated by it. He didn't shame me for it. He didn't try to do some sneaky, covert, manipulative ways of trying to get me to want to have sex with him like I had encountered with a counterfeit. If y'all read my book, y'all read about that. Um, and other, you know, men and women out there who were always doing these covert, sneaky, manipulative tactics to try to ha get me to have sex with them. He was not like that. He was very honoring of my boundaries. And he understood it and he respected it. And he would often say that he was just trying to get to know me for me. And it really caused me to step into my womanhood and my femininity on a deeper level. Because I realized then that I could tap into my femininity and not use sex as a tool. And I could be more sensual without using sex as a tool. And so it caused me to start to tap into these multifacets of myself and all these different layers to uncover more deeper levels of who I was and to accept it and to embrace it. And then what happened as a result is then when the mister and I got to a point in our relationship where we began having sex, it, it made me feel more open and more free and no, less restricted because when I was having sex in the past, there was this tight energy attached to it. I felt restricted. I did not feel safe. There, there was just a lot of um, that going on because like I said before, there were times I was literally just giving my body away. There was nothing behind it. Whereas this time it was, it was much different and uh, I could tell the difference and I believe it was because I spent that time cultivating my womanhood, my femininity, my sensuality without using sex as a tool. And so it was very empowering for me uh, it, it really took my own femininity and my womanhood journey to the next level. And it made me own all of who I am. You know, I find women to be beautiful creatures, but I also love the masculinity of men. And I believe it all creates balance in this world that it helped me to remove the shame that I have felt for that, the shame and the guilt for feeling how I feel. And so my abstinence journey really just helped me to get to know Cassandra on a deeper level without being connected to people, you know, without having uh, mindless sex, without having a friend with benefits or a booty call or, or any of that stuff. You know, I, I was literally y'all dating myself on this journey. 
that was when my self-love and self-worth was cultivated on a whole new level. And oftentimes I have so many women ask me about how I met this incredible man because he is, he's, a, he's an amazing partner. He's a, an incredible provider, very supportive, uh, very confident in who he is, not in an arrogant way either, in a very humbling way. He's, he's very secure and sure of who he is. But I believe that is because that's who I am as well. And I had cultivated that before I even met him. So ladies, for those of you who have asked me about my journey and how I met him and what that looked like, I spent time with myself in every way. I dated myself, I took myself out, I traveled by myself, um, I learned my body and what I like. I literally got to know Cassandra on a deep, deep level because you cannot know what you want in a partner if you don't first know who you are and what you want and desire. So by the time I met the mister, I was crystal clear on all of those things without question. And so when I hear these questions, you ladies, listen to this. This was my journey, part of it right here, you know. I hear so many women, and it's okay if you're one of those women that say, well, I'm getting it in, and I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I should be able to have sex whenever I want to. It's my body. Yes, it is. You do what you want with your body. But I know why I was having sex before my abstinence journey, and it was not for the right reasons. It was not healthy. I had no boundaries. I didn't even know what the heck I liked or what I desired or what I wanted. So. I had made the executive decision for myself to go on that journey so that I could heal some of those areas that were causing me to mindlessly have sex. And if I keep it real with y'all, wasn't even getting enjoyment out of it sometimes. Let's, can we raise our hand and keep it real for that, women? Stop doing that. You know why you do that? Because you don't even know you yet. You don't even know what you like. Sex is supposed to be enjoyable by both partners. It's not for one person. It's not for one person. And if you are experiencing this one-sidedness in your sexual life, I, I, I want you to ask yourself why, why? Give yourself permission to explore what you like and communicate that to your partner. That is how you have healthy dialogues about sex. That is how you protect yourself. That is how you have boundaries. That is how you make sure that you are not growing resentment and bitterness because your needs are not getting met. You have to know yourself. And so I wanted to share this with you all because like I said, I was on this journey of rediscovering who I am getting to the root and the core of why I was doing the things I was doing and reestablishing what my boundaries were going to look like moving forward. And it was practicing abstinence that helped me to do that. And it was not easy because old behaviors were wanting to kick in, you know, when you meet someone and maybe they're attractive or maybe there's a little, 
something there, you like them. But I, I had to practice discipline. And what that happened, what that helped me to do was to realize that it wasn't necessarily that I, I like that person wanted to engage in sex with them. It was old behavior showing up. And so by me practicing discipline, I was able to explore that. And I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for that journey because now I am able to own parts of myself that I used to be ashamed of. So I know I just said a whole lot, y'all, and a whole mouthful. So I'm going to let y'all digest that. And please don't hesitate to reach out if you have questions. I love hearing from you all. You can reach me. If you go to my website, www.cassandraaustin.com, Cassandra is spelled with one S, not two. And there's uh, information there of how you can contact me and connect with me. But I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'd love to hear more about this journey of yours that you're on, whether you're with someone or you're not, and what that looks like for you. And in the meantime, I want to invite you to connect with me for a discovery call if you realize that you are needing to embark on a deeper self-love, self-worth journey and you're realizing that you have neglected parts of yourself, you have forsaken parts of yourself, and you are wanting to reclaim parts of yourself and step into your womanhood on a deeper level, I am here to support you and it would be my honor to do so uh, in a discovery call. We speak for 30 to 45 minutes, it's $30. And what happens during that time is we discuss where you are right now, where you desire to be, and the next best step you can take to help you get there. I would love to connect with you. Again, if you go to my website, www.cassandraaustin.com, go to work with me and you'll be able to get some information on how you can schedule a discovery call with me. I would love to work with you and I'll talk with you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave your review for the podcast. To learn more, go to www.cassandraaustin.com.